I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to stop by and listen to some of my thoughts. I really appreciate it. So what's been going on with me lately? What's been on my mind? Today is the first day of December, yet I'm already thinking of my time off near the end of the month. The holidays fall on a Monday and Tuesday this year, which combines with a weekend, creating this four-day mini-vacation. I can't help but start to plan out what I'll do with the free time. Just the thought of getting some relaxing time is really nice. This actually reminds me of how I felt right before Christmas break in grade school. Back then, I will be hoping I got a chance to do something fun and exciting and not just sitting at home bored out of my mind. The most fun I could have was to hang out with my friends. As long, I, as, long as I was with them, we would guarantee, you could guarantee we would be having fun. If I could choose something to do during break, hands down it would be hanging out at Nate's place, my classmate. Nate's house was every kid's dream materialized into reality. Even before I went over his place, rumors circulated our social circles. It was like, what, sixth grade, so maybe not that big of a deal. But still, these rumors were about what was actually inside. Whispers would go around. You know, they have four floors. Wait, they have four floors? And not like a basement plus three floors, but four actual floors. Whew! Must take a long time to get from the, the top floor all the way to the bottom. They have... An elevator. An elevator? Yeah. Their maid uses it for their laundry. An elevator? They have an indoor pool. Really? An indoor... So, if it's like really cold outside and you want to go swimming, even if it's snowing and freezing, you can still go swimming inside. They have a jacuzzi. They have a sauna room and indoor basketball court. Are you serious? A basketball court. They have a tanning bed. Well, beds, multiple. A workout gym. They even have their own arcade room. When I finally got the chance to visit Nate's house, you could hear the theme music, the game sound effects, just echoing through the house, calling to you. NBA Jam!
Really? They even have foosball. Like, Bobby Boucher, are you playing that foosball? They have two pool tables. I mean, come on. Who needs two pool tables? Okay. There's one that you play on, and the other one is like $40,000. What? I don't even know what a $40,000 pool table looks like. They have every game system you can imagine. A movie theater. And the clincher. They have their own chapel. Their own chapel? I mean, their own chapel? Game. Set. Match. Nathan's house was like the original incarnation of Dave and Buster's, even before the concept was imagined. Hopefully, during break, I'd get a chance to hang out at Nate's place. I mean, even if it was just a short amount of time. There were many other occasions when there was nothing planned during break. Especially summer vacations, which felt so long, they felt like forever back then. I remember one long summer break, probably around the same time when I was in 5th or 6th grade, just trying to find something to do, something to watch, something to fill my time with. And as I turned the channel, all of a sudden, HBO popped up. You must be thinking, okay, it's HBO. What's the big deal? You're thinking this because you didn't know my parents, particularly my mother. Today, I would describe them as very frugal. As a child, I'm sure I'd call it cheap. No way our family would subscribe to anything more than basic cable. Anything more would be a waste of money. I didn't have any video game systems growing up, no NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, no Sega. When I was in high school, I did finally get the Super Nintendo, but not at that time, not at that age. I didn't have that many toys. In fact, I remember one Christmas being like so excited, so ecstatic, off my rocker, when my dad took me to Toys R Us to pick out a toy. And he bought me a Tiger Electronic game. It was a handheld version of Jordan vs. Bird. Okay, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird looked like stick figures that were in black and white, but not back then. That back then it looked like high tech, state of the art technology to me. And it was such a great game. Can't see it, but you can definitely let your ears ring with the sounds of Jordan versus Bird. You could play one on one, there's a three point contest. You can play slam dunk, you can have a slam dunk off, or just shoot around and warm up before you take Larry or you take Jordan on. This was my only video game during grade school. I didn't realize how much toys I didn't have until I had a sleepover at my friend's house. You know my tiger handheld game? Nathan had at least 20 Tiger handhelds. I didn't even know that many existed. 
It was overwhelming. I didn't know how to choose which one to play with first. Oh, Batman. Sweet. I like Batman. Oh, baseball? Oh, baseball would be Castlevania. Is, is that Double Dragon? Ninja Gaiden? I mean, it was just like too much to even start. For me, it was easy to choose at home. If I wanted to play a video game, it was um, Jordan vs. Bird. And my friend Brian had a collection of WWF wrestling buddies, which were pretty much pillows in shape of wrestling superstars. We would stack them up all along his couch. The choice was much easier for me. Despite the variety of options, it was the ultimate liar. So, with a kid without that many toys, without that much to do around the house, and then somehow, HBO came on. Whoa! Movies! My parents didn't order HBO. There were no promotions. But it just appeared. It just appeared. It just appeared an entire summer. And even longer. So I just started watching movies, and I was hooked. Now, looking back at it, out of all the movies I watched during that time, only one comes to memory from that summer. I must have watched it at least 30 times during break. At least. Remember your defense. Point to come. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make goof fight. Warning for running out of the ring. Once more, possible point. And guard. Today. Guard. Eight. Had to hit, hit that perfect part. You're the best around how the karate kid. So I really started getting into movies because we only had basic cable after that summer and my family and I didn't watch movie in the theaters. I learned about movies through my friends and watch it over their houses. I'd put it on TBS, TNT, the USA Network and try to catch a movie here and there. But it was really when I got older and I got my driver's license as a teenager, I was able to finally watch movies on my own. I would go to watch movies in the theater, but that was a, a rare occasion. The main hub was Blockbuster Video. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right, over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout. 24-hour quick drop return, open late every night. Well, 
the perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. It's the 4th of July. What a difference. Blockbuster Video. There was a certain nuance, a certain strategy that had to be adhered to at Blockbuster, a strategy known by frequent customers. If there was a particular new release you wanted, you would head over there as fast as you could because only a limited amount of copies were available and they were usually gone. Maybe one or two were there if you were lucky. Next, peruse the rest of the new release shelves, which was usually located at the back wall of the store. Then the other releases, like the action, comedy, drama. By the end of the visit, I would come out of Blockbuster with my very own makeshift movie marathon underneath my arm. Now, to be considered a movie marathon, at least three videos needed to be included. And once I got home, I also had an informal pregame movie marathon. First, get the snacks like Doritos, nacho cheese chips to eat, turn off the lights, turn on my surround sound. Over time, I had pieced together my own movie, mer- my own movie entertainment system in my bedroom to finally get the correct movie environment and movie feeling. And the final piece was to was to get into bed underneath my bed sheets and my blankets and cupboards. For me, this was the height of comfort and relaxation and entertainment. I mean, sure, my friends had way better home theaters, but it couldn't beat the comfort of my bed and blankets during the movie. Now notice the first adaption of a movie marathon was not centered around the sequels of a single movie series like a James Bond marathon or a Jaws marathon, sequels were not common nor as popular as they are today. The first rendition of a movie marathon meant a collection of random movies on your must-watch list. It was more about watching in one sitting or else during a specified time span, like over a break or vacation. Then, the marathon idea branched out to theme movie collections, such as a Christmas movie marathon. Um, I'm going to watch Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Scrooge, the one starring Bill Murray, It's a Wonderful Life, Classic, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There could also be an action movie marathon, a funny movie marathon, it was really during the 1980s when the notion of sequels were, were popularized. Yes, there were sequels before then, but the 80s saw the explosion and success of sequels. You had Sylvester Stallone's Rocky and Rambo series, Die Hard, Back to the Future, and of course, Star Wars. With the explosion of sequels, the movie marathons then took the form of watching a single series, one entire series which is made up of sequels. Movie series have now become really popular because they have a built-in audience. So when another movie in the series is released, even 
a lot of times rebooted, you can expect a baseline of ticket sales already. A movie series has given way to the movie franchise. This is the cream of the crop. These are the billion dollar grossing movie series. So when the newest Star Wars trilogy was about to, re to be released, starting with A Force Awakens, a sizable group of my younger friends who had not seen any of the old Star Wars and the trilogies, uh, the, the, the prequel trilogies, wa wanted, asked, needed to have a Star Wars marathon. I think of all the numerous the I think of all the numerous Star Wars marathons I had in the past. The Star Wars marathon at my friends Rachel's and Jane's homes were some of my memorable times. Also, a quick shout out to the Lord of the Rings marathon with Andy Levy and Rewell in St. Clair Shores Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So now, movie marathons became a precursor to binge-watching, which refers to a live uh, TV series, like watching one on Netflix. Before TV shows, both sitcoms and dramatic shows had an independent storyline. The conflict would be resolved within the hour-long episode, but TV shows today resemble movies with a carryover storyline continuing from one episode to the next, fostering the need to binge-watch. As you can probably tell, I love movie marathons, and I think it's safe to say most of my friends and family love it as well. And I wonder to myself, what is the appeal of the movie marathon? Going back to the Star Wars movie marathons, I recall discussions and plans and ideas thrown out for the marathon, trying to find the right day that everyone can meet up and get together, that they're finding out people's availability time, trying to figure out food perfectly appropriate for a marathon. What's next to bring? Desserts. What time are we going to get started? If it's too late, should we have a sleepover? Is there enough stuff for everyone? Pillows, blankets. Who's coming over? When are they coming over? How many days are we going to do it over? Are we going to do it over a couple weekends? All of this had to be completed. All these plans had to be completed before A Force Awakens theatrical release. A movie marathon is an event, an experience. It's one that evokes emotions. but get the chills with that John Williams composition playing and the 20th Century Fox prior to that. As, even on my own, as I mentioned earlier, I also had my very own pregame ritual. 
that created an event for my own movie marathons. So you may be thinking, what does this have to do with anything? Or is there a purpose to my ramblings? Or not. You may just be enjoying these talks. But to the previous two questions, yes, there is a purpose. A purpose which we are just scraping the surface of in this talk. This is the first part of a series I am entitling Everyone's Roller Coaster. This episode is called The Movie Marathon Run. I wanted to conclude this talk by asking, then answering, what is the Movie Marathon Run? The Movie Marathon Run is a short period of time when a person becomes absorbed into something. It is a short period of time when a person becomes consumed with something. A short period of time when a person becomes engrossed, fascinated, involved, engaged, captivated, preoccupied with something. So, for example, back to the Star Wars marathon, it's learning as I as I attended these marathon, my friends were wondering and had questions about Star Wars, and I was trying to provide an opportunity to help them to learn and understand more about the Force. What were their questions? What about the Sith? Why was there only two of them? So who is the Promised One discussed in Episode 1 to balance the Force? Was it Luke? Because he restored his father and was the last Jedi? Or was it Anakin? Because he killed Palpatine and nearly all the Jedi... So there is no longer that unevenness between Sith and Jedi. And now it's more balanced between light and dark. Also, maybe trying to understand some context, such as why, why isn't George Lucas director and writer of episodes 7 through 9? How did Disney take over? I was there to help fill in the blanks and also to share my passion. But once the movie marathons were fully completed and the final credits rolled, the interest and excitement also faded away to be replaced with something else. I saved my favorite two descriptions for last. What is a movie marathon run? The movie marathon run is a short period of time when a person becomes lost with something. It is a short period of time when a person becomes immersed into something. The key idea with this talk is the notion of immersion. To be immersed into something for a short time. We will be revisiting this idea in later talks. A brief preview for the second part of Everyone's Roller Coaster. The discussion will be about the reverse movie marathon run. Until next time, thank you again.